blue wire. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. Jackson takes it himself, look at him dart back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles, he is Houdini. Watson stays on his feet, throws on the run, touchdown. Watson, a magician. Mahomes winds it up, wide open as Hill. How quick was that? Welcome to another episode of the My Sports Update football podcast. I am your host, Ari Mayrov. A lot to cover this week as we had our first quarterback domino fall with Drew Brees announcing that he will return to the Saints for the 2020 season. So what happens now with Teddy Bridgewater? What happens now with Taysom Hill? We'll discuss all of that. Also, the scouting combine is next week, and LSU quarterback Joe Burrow will be front and center. Why is everyone trying to make it a story that he should not want to go to the Bengals? I'll discuss that. And the Lions are discussing trade possibilities with cornerback Darius Slay. And with the combine coming up, those talks will only heat up. I think it's a bad idea for them. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Here we go with the My Sports Update football podcast. So as we've talked about previously, the quarterback market this offseason has the potential to be out of this world, something that we've never seen before. And the first big quarterback domino dropped on Tuesday when Drew Brees announced on Instagram that he will return for the 2020 season. He will be back for his age 41 season, back with the Saints. So they'll have to work out a new contract for him because technically he is scheduled to be a free agent this offseason. But something will get done there. He is back with the New Orleans Saints. The big question here becomes what happens with the other two quarterbacks in New Orleans? Teddy Bridgewater is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. Taysom Hill will be a restricted free agent. And the sense around the league is that Teddy Bridgewater is done with the Saints. He will move on. He will look for a new team, possibly for a starting job with one of the other 31 teams in the NFL. Now, what happens with Taysom Hill? And it is amazing to me how much talk there is surrounding Hill. I mean, since the Super Bowl ended, I truly feel like the top two free agent quarterbacks getting the most attention are Tom Brady and Taysom Hill and considering how many big name quarterbacks there are going to be available this offseason the fact that Taysom Hill a player who will be 30 years old in August a player who has thrown just 13 passes in his NFL career is getting that much attention is pretty remarkable but here's the bottom line he is more than a quarterback he's a special talent who could do more than what the average quarterback in the NFL can do so Sean Payton the Saints head coach is so high on him he's gushed about him he's talked about him so high in the past there is a belief that once Drew Brees does retire Taysom Hill is the future in New Orleans and just so you understand Sean Payton has compared Taysom Hill to Steve Young I mean I don't have to say anymore enough said when you compare somebody to, to Steve Young I mean that takes the cake enough said right so with that being said, what happens now? So as we just said, Taysom Hill will be a restricted free agent. And being a restricted free agent is much different than being an unrestricted free agent. If you're unrestricted, you become a free agent, you see what offers are on the table, you pick an offer, you join that team, you move on with your life. 
Go ahead. God bless. If you become a restricted free agent, it's much different, though. If you're an un if you're a restricted free agent like Taysom Hill, what will happen here in Hill's case is the Saints will put a tender on him, most likely a first round tender or a second round tender, and from there. Hill will become a free agent like everyone else. He will see what offers are on the table, who is interested, his agent will do the work. Hill can pick one of those offers and he can accept that offer. From there, the Saints will have the right to match that offer or they could allow Taysom Hill to go and depending on which tender they use, the first round tender or a second round tender, the Saints will get back a first round pick or a second round pick from that team who Taysom Hill is signing with. Now we know how much Sean Payton loves him. We just talked about that. But this is where my mind is going with this. We know about all the quarterbacks that will be free agents this offseason. We talked about them. Tom Brady, um, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott will probably be back with Dallas. We talked about all the quarterbacks. We know the trade market with Cam Newton, with um, Andy Dalton. We've discussed all of that. This is my question. What happens if after all the quarterback madness goes down, Tom Brady signs, this guy gets traded, all that happens, there's a team that does not have their quarterback yet. What if they look at Taysom Hill, they're like, you know what, Taysom Hill is still available, we like what he can offer, he could be a quarterback, he can run, we could do a lot of different different type of um, plays with him. What if a team, let's just use the Patriots for example, Tom Brady leaves, he signs with another team, Bill Belichick is looking around, he does not have a quarterback yet. What if Bill Belichick decides that I want to take Taysom Hill and bring him to New England and let's start all over with Taysom Hill, with a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback, someone who Josh McDaniels can work with, can design some cool plays, and um, let's just keep on rolling with Taysom Hill instead of Tom Brady. And he decides to offer Taysom Hill a two-year contract worth $40 million. If that happens, then the Saints can obviously not match that, that contract because they already have Drew Brees on the books. They cannot fit a big contract like that, another big quarterback contract, um, onto their salary cap. They're going to be forced to allow Taysom Hill to move on. Bill Belichick will have to give up a first-round pick in order to make that happen. He'll be more than happy to do it because he believes in Taysom Hill. And um, Taysom Hill is now with the New England Patriots. That is where this entire quarterback madness that we're always talking about, that is going to be the large talking point of this entire offseason, that is where everything could get really, could get really, really insane. If Taysom Hill, if a team does not have a quarterback after all the quarterback chairs um, are moved around, um, Taysom Hill, could a team go and offer him a lucrative contract for two years, three years, whatever it is, but a lot of money in a scenario where the Saints cannot match because they already have Drew Brees on the books. That is where this entire quarterback um, madness could really go crazy. And that is why the Drew Brees news from Tuesday is so big and there are so many more things to it than him just coming back to the Saints. What happens with Teddy and what happens with Taysom Hill is going to be so fascinating this entire offseason it will be so much fun to watch so I want to shift over now to the NFL draft and specifically to the scouting combine because it is coming up next week 
And um, the NFL is doing something different this year. They are moving the scouting combine to prime time. I'm interested to see how that is going to work. But a lot of the focus will be on LSU quarterback Joe Burrow, and rightfully so, the presumptive number one overall pick. But there's been a lot of chatter from the media. I have not delved into this. I have not tweeted about it at all. But a lot of the media folks out there have been talking about Joe Burrow and how he should pull an Eli Manning or a John Elway and pull a power play and say, I am not going to play for the Bengals. I do not want to go to Cincinnati. I do not want to be with that organization. Do not draft me. Um, trade the pick. Whatever. I don't really understand where this is coming from. I did a little bit of research to understand where this all started from. So this is exactly what happened. So Carson Palmer, the former number one overall pick by the Bengals, spent nine seasons there. He was on a television show, um, one of the sports shows, and he said that the Bengals are not committed to winning. They do not. They are not interested about winning Super Bowls. They are not serious about winning. From there, what happened is that Dan Patrick, he has a show, Joe Burrow was on it during Super Bowl week, and he said, you want to, Burrow told Dan Patrick, you want to go number one overall, but you also want to go to a great organization that is committed to winning. So he kind of echoed what Carson Palmer said. And from there, what happened is that Burrow hired Carson Palmer's younger bar, younger brother, Jordan Palmer, to be his private quarterbacks coach for this entire draft process. So he is going to be in his ear the entire time. Carson Palmer is going to be in his ear. And other people have come out and said the same thing, that Joe Burrow should pull in Eli Manning, should say, I do not want to go to the Bengals. And... um basically save his career is what people are saying because the Bengals let's just say it how it is they have been a dysfunctional organization for years their owner Mike Brown could care less from what it from out from the people's eyes from the fans eyes it looks like he could, he could care less about winning he's all about the money and that's about it I mean they haven't won a playoff game since 1990 enough said right so that is where all the talk is coming from. Joe Burrow did another interview recently. He said, if they select me, they select me. He wasn't so enthusiastic about it. So that is where all this chatter about Joe Burrow should not go to the Bengals is coming from. Now, here's the bottom line. Number one, if there is one team in the NFL that could care less about what a prospect says about their organization, it is probably the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they could care less. Owner Mike Brown could care less. If they believe Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback in this draft, they are selecting Joe Burrow for the number one overall pick. Enough said. Nothing to talk about. It is going to happen. Mike Brown, if they believe that Joe Burrow is the quarterback who could revive the franchise, could be the franchise quarterback for years to come, can sell tickets, there will be fans wearing those orange Joe Burrow jerseys with the number nine, then they are going to select him. That is the bottom line, number one. Number two. I've said this before. There are not many reporters in the NFL that when they say something, you could take it to the bank. They're one of them who you could trust no matter what he says is Adam Schefter of ESPN. He was on Get Up um, a few weeks ago and he said confidently that the Bengals will select Joe Burrow of the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft. He said that in early February, and he said you could take to the bank already. You could put it on the ESPN ticker right now. Adam Schefter reports the Bengals will select Joe Burrow of the number one overall pick. So when all that has already gone down, 
Um, all this other stuff that media people are trying to create is the biggest waste of time. What are we trying to do over here? Even if Joe Burrow does try to do this, it doesn't matter. The Bengals will take him. The Bengals are not trading their pick. They rarely trade picks. It's not something that they do. They've done it a few times, yes, but it is not something that they try to do. They don't like trading picks. They have their pick. They select with that pick and they move on. We'll see what they do in the offseason. They have A.J. Green who will be a free agent. They have to extend Joe Mixon. But there are pieces on this roster. They have Jonah Williams, their first-round pick from last year, who's going to come back and be the left tackle of the future. So there are pieces here. Can Zach Taylor coach is a big question. He's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. We didn't see that much last year. Um, so there are questions with this team. But this whole rhetoric that Joe Burrow might create a whole mess and say he does not want to go to Cincinnati is the biggest waste of time in my eyes. So before we move on to our next segment here on the podcast, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports things. March Madness, the Masters, MLB opening day, it is all around the corner. And Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It is the easiest and best way to place your bets, and it is absolutely free to sign up. And the best part is when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on the spot. The Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury boxing rematch will go down this Saturday night. We cannot think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag, use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I've had people sign up in the past. It is super easy. And if you're already into betting, it is a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, the promo code is BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Moving on here with the episode, and last week we did a pretty big podcast where a large portion of the episode was about players who could possibly be cut or traded due to salary cap purposes. We listed over 30 names on the episode last week, and already four players from that list were released over the weekend. We had two players from the Redskins, Josh Norman and Paul Richardson. We had Raven safety, Tony Jefferson, and Texans cornerback, Vernon Hargraves. We listed all four of those guys. All four of those guys were released on Friday. All four of those players can sign with any team at any point they do not have to wait until March 18th like all the other unrestricted free agents they can negotiate they could visit teams just like Greg Olson who was released by the Panthers he signed with the Seahawks yesterday on Tuesday so these players who get cut from the current contracts can sign off a team at any point moving forward now, I want to shift over to a player who was not on that list last week, but um, there was a report this week that there, his team is discussing trading him, and that is Lions cornerback Darius Slay. 
Now, obviously, Slay is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He is just 29 years old. He is entering the final year of his contract, which is um, at around $10 million of base salary. He has made the Pro Bowl in three consecutive years. He is, since 2015, he leads the NFL in pass breakups with 82. He is one of the better players in the NFL. Richard Sherman actually came out earlier this week and said, Darius Slay does not get enough credit because he plays on a bad team. So he said it straight up. He's in Detroit. He's not getting enough credit because where he plays. Now, the Lions have the number three overall pick. And one of the players they could select is Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. He is a shutdown corner. The number one cornerback in this draft. They could select him, try to trade Darius Slay, and all is well. They have another cornerback. Or they could try to pair them up together. But um, Darius Slay implied on Twitter recently that not only does he want to get paid, he wants to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, meaning he wants to shatter Xavier Howard's $15.1 million annual salary. And it does not look like the Lions are willing to go that far. But you have to keep in mind one thing here in this in this whole Lions um scenario the Lions have Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn GM head coach and it is known that they are on the hot seat both of them Quinn has been there for five years Patricia is entering year number three it has not worked out up until now they're trying to set a culture over there it has not worked out Um, they had to put out a statement at the end of the season from the owner that both guys are safe and we are looking forward to another season but the bottom line here is the Lions cannot afford another season where they do go eight and eight or seven and nine and do not make the playoffs this upcoming 2020 season they have to put all the chips in the middle put all their best players on the field and they have to go all out and try to make the playoffs there was these rumors that Matthew Stafford might get traded it is baloney I mean like even if they do consider trading Matthew Stafford it would make no sense from a financial standpoint to move on from him because of the dead money cap hit they would take and surrender if they were to move on so it makes no sense it is not happening let's just stop talking about it I don't understand why that was getting so much coverage but back to Slay for a second and to the front office in Detroit the thing the scenario that is going on over here with Slay the Detroit Lions front office and coaching staff know that if they are not in playoff contention in 2020 they're all gone that is the bottom line it is the fact so trading away Darius Slay one of your best players makes no sense to me unless they're able to get a massive package back something like the Jaguars got when they traded Jalen Ramsey they got two first round picks now that is not going to happen here because Slay is 29 years old Jalen Ramsey is 24 but um, unless they're getting a massive massive package for him I don't understand what are you trying to do by trading him I understand he's in the final year of his contract I understand he wants to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL and you don't want to do that but you have to win in 2020 or you're out of a job so trading Darius Slade just does not make any sense to me in this scenario and for the most part when it comes to Slay when it comes to all these other players in trade rumors when it comes to all the players who will be free agents next month it is really going to start heating up at the scouting combine next week in Indianapolis because the combine is the one time of year where everyone in the NFL comes together they're all going to be at the same place at the same time there's 
going to be talks. There's going to be negotiations. There's going to be trade talks. There's going to be all of that is going to start going down because agents, coaches, executives, reporters, you name it, they're all there. They're all there together. They're all going to be talking. They're going to be at the bars. They're going to be negotiating. They're going to do all those little things behind closed doors. So that is when it's all going to go down. Tom Brady's agent, Donnie, he's going to go over to the Raiders and to to the Titans and try to understand if they're interested, how much money you're willing to offer, how many years you're willing to go to. All that goes down in the combine. I know people talk about tampering and the legal tampering period starts on March. 16th guys everyone knows tampering goes on in the nfl all the time and especially at the combine in indianapolis so all that is going to go down this week bob quinn of the lions is going to try to figure out what the market is for darius slay will he want to trade him or not all of that is going to go down in indianapolis next week it starts on sunday and it goes all the way till next Sunday. It's going to be a very, very wild week of rumors and reports and all of that, all the good stuff. So that does it for this week's My Sports Update football podcast. And this is essentially the final week for a while where there isn't much NFL going on. Because as I said before, the scouting combine gets started on Sunday, February 24th. It goes all the way until March 2nd. The first day for teams to use the franchise or transition tag is on February 25th. March 10th is the final day for them to use those tags. And then March 16th is the quote-unquote legal tampering period. And that is when all the madness with free agency gets started. March 18th is the first official day of free agency. That is when all the deals that are reported on on the 16th and 17th become official. So all the mayhem is going to get started next week at the Combine. There's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of talk over there. Obviously, all the prospects will be there. But really, the Combine is really when all the coaches and executives and agents all meet and they start talking and other GMs start talking to each other and stuff just starts going down. So um, that will get started next week. If you enjoy this podcast, the My Sports Update football podcast, I highly recommend checking out bluewirepods.com for more sports podcasts. There are over 80 sports podcasts on there. There's more football talk. There's basketball, hockey, baseball, MMA, whatever it is, you name it, they have it, go check it out bluewirepods.com as i said a lot of football stuff is going to start going down make sure you're following the my sports update twitter page turn on notifications so you don't miss anything notable around the national football league before i sign off a final reminder that you can find the my sports update football podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google play wherever you listen to your podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe all of those stuff is greatly appreciated i am your host ari Merov. i'll be back for another episode next week a combine episode next week until then so long i'll talk to you next week